Beyond the Mic with Sean Dillon. We're joined on the star line by game developer, writer of tabletop games, and one half of the Friend Shipping Podcast. Her book, Friend Shipping, the art of finding friends, being friends, and keeping friends is out. We welcome Trin Garitano. Lovely intro. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely great, Trin. Let's go beyond the mic. Why is finding friendship so hard today? Because oh, we're adults. <laughs> when we were kids, uh, we had socialization built right into our everyday lives, and that is no longer the case. With the pandemic, has people changed the way they handle friendships? Oh, absolutely. I think we are finding you know new avenues to express our love, express appreciation for our friends. But we're also finding we simply have less time and energy for our friends. So I think that one of the main ways that uh, COVID has affected friendships is that we need to have a certain amount of more gratitude for when our friends reach out because that costs so much more emotional time and energy for them um, in this time of high stress. Now, what's the biggest friend mistake that you've made and may have found its way into your book? Oh, okay. So my biggest problem, I would say, is my friends uh, often showed up for my stuff, like my events. Like when I was in high school, I was in the plays and et cetera, et cetera. And it never occurred to me that it was meaningful to my friends whether or not I showed up for them. I always thought they were just kind of like obligated to be there. And it was a really big lesson for me to realize that your friends care. Your friends want you to be around. And whether or not you show up is very important. How is creating healthy boundaries important for successful relationships? Oh, so important. Uh, and it's a difficult thing to do, I think, because in general, uh, human beings, I mean, I, I'm going to go ahead and generalize to all homo sapiens, uh, we don't want to say no. Uh, we don't want to put up the fences that we need to protect our time and energy. Um, I'm thinking specifically even of, you know, parents. People who have, uh, you know, major uh, stressors going on in, in, in our lives. Sometimes we have to say, hey, I love you. I'm thinking of you, but I absolutely do not have time for a conversation right now. I just wanted to let you know I definitely still care. <laughs> in the beginning of friendships, when you're younger, you have weddings and graduations to attend. As you get older, family obligations from your own inner circle limit the amount of time you have available for friends. How does excelling at time management help you to be a good friend? So I like to say that good friends don't want to put you out. They don't want to push your boundaries and they don't want to take time and energy away from you that you need. You know, we identify in the book two different kinds of friends. One's a, a cactus friend, so somebody who doesn't need a lot of watering, and an orchid friend, somebody who needs a lot of attention and a lot of watering. And I feel in general, uh, at least anecdotally, adults tend to become more cactus-like over time. Uh, and when that happens, we just have to have a mutual understanding of, I don't know every single thing that is happening in my friend's life, but I trust that they love me and I trust that they are thinking of me. And so it's, it's a matter of understanding that and making efforts that you can make. Again, it, it, having that amount of gratitude for what you do get, those memes that your friends send you, uh, some pictures of, of their kids, that's important. That's meaningful. And, and weighing that appropriately, I think, is key. What's the one lesson friends have to remember? Your friends want to know your boundaries. Uh, I, I think that we uh, just, we tend to, want to overextend ourselves. We think that that is expected of us. 
but it's not. Your friends want to know how best to love you. And the way to do that is to make those boundaries and your needs known and, and say them very clearly. As you wrote this book with your friend, Jen, even though you were doing the podcast, how has your friendship changed because writing the book? I have such a deep appreciation of who Jen is as a creative person now. She and I took completely different roles in the book. Uh, I tend to just uh, type out whatever and see what comes out. You know, I'll, I'll do 10 pages of nonsense and then Jen will kind of edit it down. And Jen will take the same amount of time and put out two pages that are perfect, you know. And both of those qualities are so important for a creative project. And I cannot imagine doing another book without my better half, Jen. Which friendship of yours has lasted the longest? the one with my ex-husband. So in the back of the book, the first person that I think is Andy. Uh, we divorced, I want to say six years ago now. Uh, we've known each other since we are. We were, I want to say, 17, 19, something like that. And he is so dear to me. And to have somebody in my life who has known me through so many events and so many different identities has been, it's its a golden friendship. It is is—it is something I treasure. Time's running out, so it's time for the Fast Fire Rocking Aid. Eight random questions Answer with the first thing that comes to your mind. There is no pressure. Oh my God, I can't wait. Let's go. You've worked for Cards Against Humanity. Favorite pack you've helped create? The Reject Pack. Movie you won't stop watching, even if you come to it in the middle. Empire Records. Damn the man. Save the empire. <laughs> oh, so it was either going to be Empire Records or The Fifth Element. The Fifth Element was a huge influence on me as a child. Favorite album. Bleed American by Jimmy Eat World. Snack you can never get enough of. Popcorn, but specifically popcorn that is popped over the stove. And you absolutely need to add canola oil and nutritional yeast. What's the one thing that's changed about you during this pandemic quarantine? I realized how much of a true introvert I am. I have found that I relish having alone time, and I'm going to need to integrate that into my post-COVID life. Board game you don't play enough of. Ooh, okay, so here I have a follow-up question. I'm so sorry. Um, does that count like a card game that doesn't have a board? Doesn't matter. What game entertains you? Um, I love games that limit the information that you can give to the other people playing. So Hanabi, Avalon, Secret Hitler, all of those games. Yeah. Your favorite color? Red. What's your next project? Oh, good question. Oh, so <laughs> sorry. I got so excited about this. Right now, and this is going to be what I'm finishing soon, I've been writing a uh, downloadable content for a Victorian-themed dating simulator, and it has been just a blast. <laughs> I'm so thrilled. It's been such a good time. Picking game or lord, how is that going to go? Oh, so you can choose uh, your different pronouns. You can choose what the, um, the people that you date call you. I believe um, it is boss is one of the, the things they can call you, and I think it's also lady and lord i go by boss when i play the game so i actually forgot to get there too her favorite movie is empire records loves snacking on popcorn and is co-author <laughs> of friendshipping our thanks to trin garitano for joining us today sean i had such a lovely time thank you for having me what a blast and you're always welcome back thank you you're wonderful have a good rest of your day that my friends Bye. is beyond the mic